Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the March 13th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Monday episode of the show. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please do. That would be awesome. We would appreciate it very, very much. We are over there on Twitter at Um Yeah Sports. I don't know. Do you do much tweeting lately? A little bit. I've been doing quite a few different polls. Okay, so there's still some tweeting going on. Give us a follow over there. John, you also tweet at John, what is it, the John McConey? The John McConey over there on Twitter. Awesome. All right, man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. It's been a little while since we've uh, been on the show here talking. It has. It has. It has. Uh, All right, so the Buccaneers. So let's just, okay, we're going to talk some NFL here. And then some NBA. Going to do some, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll start with the NFL. We're going to do some NFC South conversation predominantly today. Your uh, your division? Yeah, that's the division down there. Uh, okay, so Tom Brady, as we all know, is retired. Doesn't seem to be coming back. They keep trying to throw rumors out there and you know stir the pot, but doesn't seem like that's going to happen. We've got quarterbacks now resolving to their teams. We've got uh, is it Derek Carr is now a Saint. Yeah. Uh, yes, Derek Carr's a saint. And, and then we also saw Jimmy Garoppolo. Looks like Raider. he's going to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Panthers have traded up to take the number one pick, yep, presumably to take a quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. We've got... Did you see Sam Darnold went, went to the 49ers? No. Yeah, he's been signed a one-year deal. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, Don't know we'll what see. he's doing there, but... Let's see what goes on there. Uh, so, and then Seattle just, they re-signed Geno. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, let's see, what are the other open quarterback questions that are out there? The Bucks. Well, okay. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. Because that's what other ones are available. Okay. All right. All right. The, uh, we, we still got to figure out where's, the same, or the, uh, where's Lamar going. The Jets. Yeah, that's right. That's the one. The Jets. So it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going there, maybe. We're all waiting now for... I feel like like if you look at Twitter now, it's just you know like scrolling yeah. around on Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. It's official, and then yeah. the other guys like, no, it's not. So yeah. Like, what's happening? Yeah, back and forth we go, back and forth. Poor we Zach go. Wilson, he's just like, dude. Okay, and then Lamar's out there still, and then Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, former Cleveland Brown, L.A. Ram, Ram, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, maybe. So what's going on? Is it uh, Baker Mayfield to Tampa? And what do we think about that? And then also, again, Lamar's out there. Now, I don't know if they'd make a big, as big a move as that. They can't afford him right yeah, now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they don't have a lot of money. But they are doing a lot of work to try to get that cap, you know, get a little cap room in there. That's the, that's the goal. Vita Vea, he restructured, it looks like. Everyone's restructuring right now. It's just the restructuring phase of free agency. Before, well, we got to get, yeah, get in shape. I think it's Wednesday is when everything officially opens up, when you can officially sign people. Yeah. Right now it's the tampering period. Okay. Um, but yeah. All right, well, what do you think about Baker Mayfield in Tampa? Let's just dream. Let's think. Dream might be strong, because I'm not sure how I feel about it quite yet. I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that this could be a possibility. You don't like Baker going to Well, Tampa? I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, that could be fun to have a Baker Mayfield era in Tampa. He did okay in L- in LA, you know, it was like moderately like entertaining. Like it didn't, didn't make me not want to watch the LA Rams games. Right. Yeah. I, I've, 
I think he has some. He's got some receivers that he can he can play with, right? Throw the ball to. He's not a permanent solution. You can maybe use him for a year well, before you have to figure it out. Yeah, it's, not, it's always a stop. It's Baker Mayfield, the stopgap. The stopgap. <laughs> I mean, at this point, push he, Trask a little bit. Let's see what Trask is about. You know, I think you had to let him give him some competition. I think it's a competition, yeah. I think it's a competition game at that point. I mean, you don't really have a whole lot of other options. I mean, like you said, all the guys that were big name guys are signing to different teams. So, you know, Baker's one of your last options unless you want to put yourself in a very bad situation for years to come by paying for Lamar Jackson. Um, so you think Tampa uh, should stay away from Lamar Jackson? Well, the thing is, he's even on, if they could, he's afford. on an exclusive franchise tag, which. Um, or non, a non-exclusive franchise tag, which just basically means that a team can offer a contract to Lamar Jackson, but if the the Ravens have a chance to match that uh, contract okay. Okay. and take him, and you have to give for two first-round picks if you're able to even get Boy. him. Okay. So if you do you know, go down that rabbit trail of trying to get yeah, that to yeah. work, you lose Baker Mayfield because you have to wait for them to make a decision. Well, you sure. have like five days to figure it out if you're okay. the Ravens. So it's just not really so worth it. Take the it. bird in the hand. Forget all the nonsense. And just go Baker Mayfield in in 23-24. That's your option because you need to keep your first-round picks. You need to keep your uh, options open to try to figure things out because maybe you can steal a quarterback in later rounds. You're obviously not going to get any of the guys at the beginning of the the draft. But, I mean, I would have to to imagine they were at least looking at some of these guys that were signed, like Derek Carr or – Who'd you get some? Um, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. I, I imagine those guys were being looked at, but they did not move very quickly. One of the other reasons is uh, Jarrett Statham, who was the uh, Raiders quarterback that was supposed to play after Derek Carr got picked up by the Broncos in a move to you know kind of boost that up as well. But, I mean, Baker is your best option. With Baker Mayfield, though, as you probably noticed when he was with the Rams, he's not the best deep ball thrower in the league. No. He's he's way better at the underneath stuff or guys running open in space, which is great if you keep Chris Godwin, right? If Chris Godwin's still on your roster, if Mike Evans still on your roster, if you could still afford guys like that to stick around. Well, I mean, is there any reason to think they wouldn't be? Um, didn't Chris Godwin just play on the uh, the franchise tag? Did they? Did they tag him? I think they. Okay, well then he's not going anywhere. No, I mean, it wasn't that last year though. Didn't they last year franchise tag him? And now he's he's coming available to free agency. I don't know if it's this year or next year. It's not this year. He's it's become it's soon. Um, I I just think if you bring Baker Mayfield in, that's obviously a a bridge. Um, plus when you're done with Baker Mayfield, you're not probably gonna be anything greater than a Super Bowl. So he's not a free agent until 25. Oh, okay. So they must have signed him to a deal. Um, but um, he I I mean with Baker Mayfield, you're probably not gonna be a, a playoff contending team at that point. I I don't think because Baker Mayfield, I feel like he wants to be more than a game manager at quarterback because like we talk about a lot on this podcast, there's two types of quarterbacks, right? There's the game managing quarterbacks. And then there's those that try to be, you know, the guys that are trying to make flashy plays and try yeah. to force things. Yeah. And we saw that with the Browns right before he got cut. Yeah. And he was trying to force the issue. No, and he wants to, to be, he wants to be like the man. He wants to be like, he wants kind to of think like Russell Wilson in right. 2015, you know, Mahomes, you know, he wants to be out there slinging it around. He wants to be the guy that a, brings him to the yeah, sequel, right? That's right. what he wanted to do. Yeah. But he was putting the ball in jeopardy at the same time. And that was, was really, that was Doing really, that's uh, he, that was really what brought uh, Jameis Winston down was his inability, his, his desire to do the, the, the flashy play. 
and now you know he's out of the job pretty much as the Saints uh, quarterback. So um, I think if you bring Baker Mayfield in, there's all those risks that you'll have to look at. Um, now, do I think they'll target him? Probably. I think they want to add a veteran guy to give Kyle Trask a little more time because they don't really have anything. But at the same time, would it be better just to do what the Packers are doing and just say, okay, this Tom Brady's gone. That was out of our control, out of our hands. Just put Kyle, Kyle Trask in there and let him just, you know, kind of kind of guide this offense and make it his own a little bit and see what he can do uh, in this offense um, because their offense corner is new. He's a brand new guy. So now you have an opportunity to kind of have the quarterback and the offense coordinator grow together and see where I can go. And I think that would be just as good an option as having Baker Mayfield there. I don't know if Baker Mayfield adds anything that um, Kyle Trask is not other than being have one guy was an NFL quarterback and has been a starter. And the other guy hasn't really played any NFL football, but at the same time, I really don't know uh, if this is the way the NFL is going to be now where teams just sign the really good players and then, just kind of bounce around rookie quarterbacks and <laughs> until they find one and then, you know, do that. Cause we now know that the Carolina Panthers are trading. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. So what's going on now? So the Panthers, they're not, so the Panthers, they, they moved up. Mm-hmm. They took the number one slot. Yeah. From the bears. Right. From the bears. Okay. So what do you, what is this? You said, are they wanting to move picks again? They are. There's a, there's been some, uh, I guess a report that said that they might be satisfied by with moving out of the number one pick if they liked enough quarterbacks to slide down a little bit in the draft. So wait, they okay. So where were they before they traded up? I think it was ninth. Cause okay, the so then got. they presumably they still think they need to be in the top five. Maybe they would need to be in the top five for sure. Okay, so but they're willing to maybe drop back a little bit from number one because they think they're they guy. Can get something from that. Okay. Uh, which they need to do. Obviously, they they lost their like their last good offensive piece with and DJ Moore, so that's kind of something they're gonna have to look at. Um, but I've heard they might go with Anthony Richardson uh, as at the number one spot. I've heard that they probably would go with CJ Stroud. It's literally just the guys that you always hear about. Those are the guys <laughs> they're talking about. They might go with. Um, but I think you know if they are looking at Anthony Richardson right and they want to draft him, then sliding back to the fifth pick uh, with the Colts. Uh, or even like the Texans. I don't know if the Texans would take that big a risk. Um, but, you know, trading back with one of those teams to to, to try to get some pick or different um, uh, pieces from those squads would be a good option because I think the Colts want to go with Bryce Young. So you at least, if you slid down a little bit, because uh, I think the Colts aren't that low in the draft or that, um, yeah, that low in the draft. I think that would be maybe an option you could look at. But uh, if they're looking at Anthony Richardson, I think there's been a lot of reports that say that he could slide as far as like the fifth or sixth pick anyway. So he's not going to be one of the first selections. So, I mean, teams need defensive guys. Those guys are usually going to go. If I had to imagine, I think it would be Bryce Young would be the first quarterback to go, and then C.J. Stroud would be the second guy to go. Um, so I think, if you know, for them, that would be an interesting option to do, especially looking at everything that they gave up to the Bears to get the number one overall pick. I mean, they gave away a ton to try to recoup some mm-hmm. of that would be smart. Uh, now, how good is Anthony Richardson going to be in the NFL? That's, you know, everyone's kind of guessing that he's going to be like a crossover between Cam Newton and, and Lamar Jackson is what they're saying. So yeah. like, kind of like the, the perfect NFL quarterback. So I think if you're really looking at him and that's really an option and you'd be satisfied with it, I would think that'd be a good option for them to kind of look into. We'll know more as things kind of tick along a little closer, but. It kind of sounds like the Carolina Panthers aren't done as far as where they're going to be going in the draft order, um, but they're going to need to figure it out quick because that team is in shambles. It doesn't matter who you put 
into that number one spot. If you put Bryce Young there, you put CJ Stroud in there. Yeah, you might have a Justin Fields situation where he could run for his life and get you know make all those highlight real plays, but you really don't have that that good of a team right now, and you're gonna have to do a lot of work to you know put everything back together. So trading uh, back a slight bit might be in the best interest of the Carolina Panthers. So okay. if I had yeah. to guess, I would ho- I would I would like to see them not completely get out of that question and, and maybe see them uh, move around a little bit. All right, well, if you can get your guy and and get some more picks, hey. And maybe even a player. Do it. All right, so what else, uh, anything else from a free agent perspective worth calling out or talking about? Yeah, the uh, the Broncos, uh, they made a couple new moves for offensive linemen, which is what I was hoping they would would uh, end up doing because Russell Wilson was running for his life back there last season with pretty much no protection. Uh, that's going to open up a lot of things for him. Uh, the other thing from the Denver Broncos is it looks like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, or KJ Hamler will be traded, which is kind of weird in my opinion. Why would you trade one of your best wide receivers to another team when you're trying to get things <laughs> moving in the right direction and you're investing so much into 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 uh, into getting new pieces? But it sounds like those wide receivers are an option. And then the Bears, who just now made that huge trade with the uh, with the um, with the Panthers are now investing in multiple new defensive pieces, uh, a new linebacker uh, they added into their into their payroll here to try to you know renovate that defense, which I think is the correct move for them to do. Um, so looking at doing that as well. But those two teams are the two teams that I've made the most moves. Obviously, teams will kind of keep going as things pr- progress. And I almost forgot, but I forgot to mention this: the Di- Miami Dolphins just traded for Jalen Ramsey, which you probably saw. Yep. Which is going to be interesting because last year, last uh, last season, Jalen Ramsey kind of had a little bit of an off season, I would say, mm-hmm. with him getting a lot of busted coverages and guys running past him. Um, could that have been an issue with how this Rams team has been kind of blown up? Some of the issues, some of the injuries, some of the things like that, which might take the wind out of the sale of the team as whole or the sales of the team as a whole, which might have impacted his play a little bit. I don't know, but on paper, the Dolphins team is looking scary for, for the next season in this. And if he's able to play at a top notch level, like he has been throughout his career, uh, this Dolphins team could be pretty, pretty hard to beat with the cornerbacks that they have put, the, put together. Uh, and their jam could look like a hero by able to being able to pull together two, uh, or sorry, Tyree kill from the chiefs. And then Jalen Ramsey from the Rams, and and if they're all able to play well together, this team could look a little bit like a super team. But it's super team that's well put together with, you know, uh, guys that can play the game at a high level. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right, let's go jump over to the NBA. Talk Kings basketball. NBA. Sacramento Kings. Who wants to talk about the Sacramento Kings? They're really good. Okay. Well, tell me. Convince me they're really good. They're the number three right now. Okay. In their, in their conference. There was a day and an age in Seattle where the Sacramento Kings almost, almost moved to become the Seattle Supersonics 2.0. Really? Yes. And there was a whole, you know, arena thing that was going to happen. And they were trying to get an arena built in Sacramento to replace um, their current arena at the time. And I think they just played Seattle uh, in order to get the job done that they needed to get done there. Not sure it was ever going to happen, but it, 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 you know, for a little bit, it looked like it could be a, a thing. So I did not know they. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Sacramento Kings basketball. They are really good. They are good this season as far as standings are concerned. Um, 
a lot of people are talking about the hype of them and, and they're, you know, they're finally making national news for first time okay, in yeah. forever. Um, but I think a uh, reason I talked about them a is because we've talked a lot about the good teams that are in, you know, the Celtics, we talked about the Warriors, talked about, you know, all the Cavaliers bounced around those different teams, but we have not talked about the, um, about this team in the Kings and, you know, they've been teams that are having a lot of high scoring games, close games, pulling out the nail biters against, you know, the Clippers and that one of the highest scoring games ever. So I just kind of want to take a minute to look at them and kind of break down what they've been doing uh, okay. and kind of look at their kind of look at what they are. Sounds good. The more I look at this team, the more I understand why the Clippers lost to them, because when we talked about the Clippers, we talked about the, how the Clippers struggle with it, uh, inside the paint defense. They just could not stop anyone from going inside and dominating and, and scoring there. But that's where the Kings make their money. That's really where they want to go. They want to drive inside and they want to dominate in there because there's only like two or three guys on this entire squad that can knock down the three and knock down the three efficiently. And well, that's kind of, it's kind of try to get inside. If it's not working out, try to pass back outside and see if you can get something done. Now, sometimes they have been able to do it, but in the Knicks game, I believe it was, I think they had like 52 points within the paint and they only had like 74 points as a team. The rest of it is from the three-point uh, line and also from the free free throw line. So that's kind of where they where they make their money, and because of that, they also get into situations where they get in a lot of fouls. Um, I was watching a game, the most recent game. I can't remember who they played, but they got to the line so frequently that I just thought I was watching just the Kings do like a free throw competition. It was just uh, opportunity after opportunity at the charity stripe. So that's really kind of where they were, how they were able to keep close in that game. And because of that, they were able to kind of dominate and, you know, efficiently uh, kind of close out those games. But that also led to, led to a lot of teams getting into situations where they came really close to ending up or being able to beat them. They weren't running away with any games. They weren't fully dominating any games. And because of that, they got into situations where the games got close and they had to slowly but surely climb their way back out of it to the point where they could start kind of, you know, gaining control of the game again. Um, but I think if you play a team like the Lakers, um, who have a lot of big men that can definitely make your life miserable in the paint and really make, uh, give you a hard time. Or if you play same like the Suns at some point in the, uh, the playoffs, like you're going to start to struggle with that, that, uh, inside game, not working. I was all at the Knicks. They were able to close them down and suffocate them a little bit. And, and hang in that game for a vast majority of it before um, the Kings were able to kind of blow by them. It's offensively, but defensively, they are pre- you're pretty much guaranteed at least. I'm not I'm not gonna give a number because I would have to count them, but you're guaranteed throughout the game to have at least one or two open free throw or uh, three point opportunities. They just let the, they just get suffocated in the paint. And they just start running around everywhere to try to see if they can stop your your deep shot. But that usually means that you're going to, if you keep passing the ball around the arc, you're going to end up finding a guy that's just wide open. And you're going to have that happen consistently. Because in the NBA, you can expect a time or two of guys having an opportunity to be wide open and no one's on them because there's a busted coverage. But that just happens consistently over and over and over again to the point where you start to question things about this team and can they really hold their own in the playoff situation against one of the better teams that they will have to face because they will not be having a free ride through the playoffs. There's no such thing uh, in the NBA. And yeah, you might be at the top, so you might not have to play the play-in tournament and you might be able to kind of sneak by there. But when you have to play, um, when you have to play teams like the Denver Nuggets, when you have to play the uh, Phoenix Suns, the Warriors, the Dallas Mavericks, 
Um, possibly the Lakers, if they can make, find their way in there. Teams that aren't pushovers and teams that can clog the plank kind of well, you start to see that there could be some issues for them and there could be some things that could keep them down uh, in the long run. But the other thing I have to say is offensively and defensively, you've got to be able to get the rebound. In that Knicks game, they spent the entire game running around trying to see if they can get a rebound and then trying to fight guys and then trying to get through things and trying to get the ball. And it's not always working out for them. And that's kind of been also some of the issues that they've really kind of had and, and have kind of plagued this team. So honestly, even though they're number two at 40 and 26 um, with the Nuggets sitting at six games better than them, um, they are also tied with the Memphis Grizzlies. The Phoenix Suns can make a run at them as well. So that that uh, that West is Western Conference isn't completely being run away with by any of these teams. There's not a whole lot of season left, um, but I think this team can be figured out. I think this team can be beat. I think this team um, is in a hot streak right now. But if you have to go to the end of the season and teams aren't figuring them out, then maybe you could have a little bit of a run in the playoffs. But I kind of expect you know losses to start coming in bunches. Um, mm-hmm. and I think eventually if you get into the playoff situation where you're going to have to play teams that have been battle tested and you're still in division or still in a conference with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Chris Paul, uh, and then you also have to battle Jokic and Murray, like you're not playing in an easy conference. You, if you, uh, if the Warriors can pick up some of the pieces, you got to play Curry and Clyde Thompson and Draymond Green, you're going to start to see the inexperience of this team kind of take, uh, take uh, take root but I think over time if you look at this team over time I think they can p- pick up the pieces and kind of figure things out and start to move in the right direction but you're gonna have to knock down more threes you can't just rely on the in uh, in the paint game you're gonna have to make sure defense is suffocating the entire time imagine playing the Warriors and letting a open opportunity from three happen even once or twice a game that's too much when you're playing a team like that um, and you're going to have to get rebounds. These are the things that, you know, experienced teams know how to do well. The They know how to, you know, guard well. They, you can't just ex- have one guy drive inside, and then everything just opens up from there because teams will take full advantage of, of that situation. Um, and as teams become more in sync with path- passing and stuff like that, then things are going to get a little bit more hard for you as well. But I would say this: the Sacramento Kings team is fun to watch when they mm-hmm. get that flashy dunker, they get that – flashy inside move and and they you know get those situations where there's like guys rolling around the ground trying to get the ball and that's kind of the energetic level of it but at the same time you can't let these things happen because even if you run away with the lead and we've seen that happen last few games they start to run away with a little lead and then you look back a second later like what happened they're down they're (laughs) they're about to be tied up again and they're they're in a situation they could go to overtime so i think this team has a lot of hype around it right now but if if I had to guess, I would not expect them to see uh, see the NBA Finals this season. Okay, so just kind of some fun for for this uh, for the time being. But you know, they're not really poised. They're to not get, ready to yet. go deep yet. Not ready. Still cooking. Still cooking. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Very good. Okay, sir. Anything going on tonight? Any games? Anything interesting happening? The uh, Celtics are playing the Rockets, which you know. That's okay. A game that no, the, the Rockets aren't even in playoff contention at this point. Um. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's the oh, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies are playing the Mavericks. The uh, Hawks are playing the Timberwolves. I'm excited about the later. The game. Memphis uh, Mavericks game should be something. I think that'd be fun. The Suns versus the Warriors should be a pretty fun matchup to watch. Um, and then you got the the Kings versus the Bucks, which 
We'll see if they can, you know, stop Giannis and Drew Holiday and and the and the like. But the game I'm really looking forward to, like I said, is that ESPN nine uh, or ten o'clock Eastern time Suns Warriors game. Okay, and then uh, we got baseball season is catching up. Catching up, up. I think get, it's like the end of the month. Yeah, they got they're fin- finishing up their uh, spring training, and then uh, and then they'll get going. They get going again. Should be fun. It's a fun time. All right. So the the Bucks they uh, re-signed uh, that that other corner there. Dean. Dean. Yep. yep. So that. it's an all Auburn <laughs> um, secondary there. There it is starting secondary war eagle all right listeners thank you appreciate you we will uh we'll catch you next time see you, see you. god bless